This morning we continue to study the Lord's Prayer, and I want to begin by reading Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 7. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. We are beginning and uh, today and continuing our series, Trusting Your Father's Heart. And this is part four. And today we want to address that particular petition that speaks directly to our physical needs. Give us today our daily bread. This petition includes food, drink, and clothing. That is the primary target of this request. These are the things that are necessary to keep us alive and the things with which we are commanded to be content. For we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. When you pray for these daily needs, Jesus teaches you not to trust in yourself. Do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. They depend on their many words and their work for their prayers to be heard. You, however, are called to rest and rejoice in your Father's watchfulness and in His work, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. He knows intimately and completely what is best for you. Moreover, He is zealous, willing, and takes delight in giving you all you need. Therefore, trusting expectantly in your Father's heart is the most fitting attitude and posture to have when you pray. The very structure of this prayer, as you know, teaches us to rest in and rejoice in your Father's heart. With all your neediness overwhelming you, you are called to worship your Father. The prophet said, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. You must habitually trust your Father's heart and be devoted to Him in order to respond in this way to emptiness. Job lost it all. He had a lot, but his lot did not have him. 
He was moved to fall to the ground, the Bible says, and worship. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That was his response when he lost it all. He was moved to worship God when he was empty. Because worshiping God had been his habit when he was full. Is it your habit? Do you worship God to get from him? Or to simply give to him the fitting and loving response that he deserves simply because of who he is? Is your worship a bargain? Or is your worship truly a blessing? These examples of worship while wanting are essential for you to remember because Jesus asked, Is not your life more than food and your body more than clothing? Life is about living for King Jesus, living under his reign. Paul said, For to me to live is Christ. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor to glory in Christ Jesus. Again, he said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Jesus said, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. He said that after he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. You exist for God, for his glory, and for his will to be done through you. Also, your body is more than clothing. This petition includes our need for clothing as well. Your body is the holy habitation of the triune God, his earthly headquarters. It's the headquarters through which he works his glorious purposes on earth. Your body is God's blood-bought property to be clothed with Jesus' likeness and outfitted with his godly nature. Your body is God's holy weapon set apart for his good and godly purposes. Before God ever gave food, drink, or clothing to anyone, he created you to hunger and thirst for himself and for his righteousness to be reflected in your life and in your body. Therefore, you who believe in Jesus and who trust your Father's heart are not to be anxious about food, drink, or clothing. We shouldn't be talking like pagans. What are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? These are not the things that should make us anxious. These things are guaranteed to you. 
when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Jesus says all these things will be added to you. Jesus, moreover, considers you to be much more valuable than the birds of the air. Stress and anxiety over your daily needs not only can shorten your life, but can lead you to work your fingers to the bone for more and more money and a sense of security. But what you are actually left with is idolatry. Now your father, the true God, is despised and traded for the root of all kinds of evil, the love of money and possessions. Jesus said, take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for your life does not consist in the abundance of your possessions. Remember what Job teaches us. We came out into this world without anything, and we leave the same way. Jesus rather tells you to look at how your Father in heaven feeds the birds and clothes the grass of the field. Birds don't do anything to prepare themselves. They're not wise like the ants. And yet your Father in heaven feeds them, and you are far much more valuable to him than they. You are his inheritance. You are your father's treasured possession, his portion, his son's bride, his son's body. You're members of Christ himself. You're his adopted children, his holy nation, his chosen race, his new creation, his holy temple, his royal priests, his flock of sheep, his ambassadors, his redeemed and living letters. How on earth can you stay anxious about your daily needs when your Father in heaven values you so deeply? Ongoing anxiety is insanity. Often this petition is not appreciated by us because, after all, we have refrigerators and freezers full of food. Or what happens when your electricity is out and your appliances break? Well, we have takeout. Not only that, COVID-19 compels you, does it not, to think more soberly of food shortages, even famine, as a possibility in our time. Every step leading up to a plate of food appearing on the table in front of you is a testimony to the good and gracious providence of your Father in heaven. I once knew a man who said he did not give thanks for leftovers because he already did the day before. And we may laugh at that, but, but you should give thanks for everything, even a glass of water. Your food, drink, and clothing come from your Father's good hand. The Lord fed the Israelites for 40 years in the wilderness with manna. Tell your children that when they complain about eating the same thing twice. When God did feed them, he commanded them not to go out for food on the Sabbath. 
And he did this in order to teach them to trust his heart and spend time worshiping him. Now, do you go out of your way to keep Sunday as a day of rest and worship and not a day for shopping and storing up more stuff? It actually does make a difference. In America, we tend to stuff ourselves like turkeys. Contentment and gratitude for our basic needs being met is often foreign to us. We are consumers, materialists, and gravitate regularly to gluttony and greed. Are you more concerned about what you are going to eat, drink, and wear than with how holy you are living, how you can pray for others, and how you can witness to people you know are unbelievers? Do you have more joy in storing up for your future than sacrificially giving to others in need? That said, we should give thanks to God for the ongoing generosity of this congregation and encourage each other to continue to be rich toward God by giving to those in need and never arrogantly set our hopes on the uncertainty of riches. This petition teaches uh, us that our Father in Heaven cares for our daily needs and has so ordered the world and causes grass to grow for the livestock and plants for man to cultivate, that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread to strengthen man's heart. Give us this day our daily bread must remind you that it is God who gives you power to get wealth, so that you may have something to share with anyone who is in need. God's love and care, furthermore, teaches you compassion for each other. Some of you may only eat vegetables and others may eat anything. And the Bible teaches us, let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. If your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. By what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. We are called in all of our eating and drinking and whatever we're doing to give glory to God. Our basic needs draw us back and are meant to draw us back to what is most primary, God's kingdom, his kingdom in Christ. The kingdom of God is a matter of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. God tells us further that our adornment, your adornment, should not be external, whether braided hair, expensive jewelry, or clothing, but you must be simplistic in your outward clothing and rather be adorned within with the character of Christ, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and things like these. 
These are the things that are precious in God's sight and far more expensive than silver or gold. They were purchased for you to wear with Jesus' blood. Asking your Father in heaven to give us today our daily bread and sitting down to eat and drink should above all things remind you of Jesus, the bread of life, the living water graciously given to you by your Father. Jesus commands you to feed on him as he is revealed in the scriptures. You are called to eat his flesh and drink his blood for life eternal. And what Jesus means, of course, is to feed on his words. He says it is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Feeding on Jesus' words is the one necessary thing in the midst of all your daily preparations to which you must be devoted. Martha had to learn this lesson in which Mary took delight. Is it a lesson you are daily learning? Your daily needs must draw you back to God. Even taking a shower should daily remind you of how you have been washed and made clean in Jesus' blood. Daily getting dressed should remind you how you have been clothed with Jesus' righteousness and will soon be outfitted in your heavenly body. Jesus told his disciples to look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. And that Solomon, with all of his wisdom and all of his wealth, was not dressed better than one single solitary lily that's here today and gone tomorrow. But God has clothed you with righteousness, and he will clothe you with a brand new body one day. Your life is short and will soon be over. And yet you must be compelled in life as you pray for your daily needs to be met, that they have been fully met in Christ Jesus. He is the one for whom you must long. This is what our, the provision of our daily necessities must, must compel us to long for Christ. He is the one who grants to you to clothe yourself with fine linen, bright and pure, the righteous deeds of the saints. You are blessed because you have washed your robes, and Jesus has given you a right to eat from the tree of life, and you have been healed by the leaves of this tree. You who are thirsty may come and take the water of life without price. Let your needs compel you to feed on Christ and sing hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory for the marriage supper of the Lamb has come and all are invited to come. Feed on Christ, the bread of life, and drink of him and find satisfaction in his life. Give us this day our daily bread. God cares for your basic necessities. How will he not also graciously give you with Christ all the things that you need, knowing that he has given you Christ 
He gave him up for you, for your sin, for your rebellion. And so the rest is guaranteed. He will take care of his children. He will take care of you. Trust him to give you every day and give you tomorrow the bread you need, the drink you need, the clothing you need, all you need will be provided. Let it teach you to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and to receive the promise of your basic needs. May God bless you.